So last night, before I gave Shira my shul, someone came over to me and asked if it's permissible to recite Birchas Ha'ilanos on Shabbos. Uh, he also wanted to know, can he still do it? Because today is already Rosh Chodesh, Iyar, so is, that, is it too late to say Birchas Ha'ilanos? So I figured I would go and see what I said in the Tadmin Halacha Shira I have on Birchas Ha'ilanos, and I was shocked to find that I do not yet have a Tadmin Halacha Shira on Birchas Ha'ilanos. So today we're going to talk about Birchas Ha'ilanos, and we'll discuss the, those issues about when the deadline is and whether one is allowed to say it on Shabbos. This appears in the Gemara Masechus Brachos, Andaf Mem Gimel Amin The Gemara tells us, Amr of Yehuda, Ha'iman Dinafik Biyom Nisan V'chazi Ilani Dikam Lavlavi. If a person goes out during the days of Nisan and he sees trees that are budding, Omer Baruch Shaloch Yisrael Balamo Klum Uvarabo Brios Tovos Vilanos Tovos Lisnos Ben Bnei Adam. He should recite a bracha that Hashem has left nothing lacking in His world, and He's created beautiful creations and beautiful trees in order that people should benefit from them, should enjoy them. The Gemara goes on to talk about Birchas HaReach, which itself is somewhat curious, meaning the Birchas HaIlanos seems to be a classic Birchas Shavach Vahoda'ah. All of the other Birchas Shavach Vahoda'ah are much later in the Masechta. Birchas HaReach is not a Birchas Shavach Vahoda'ah. Birchas HaReach is a Birchas Hanehenin. So what exactly is this Birchas HaIlanos? Is it a Birchas Shavach Vodah, we're praising Hashem that He makes such beautiful trees, or is it in some way a bracha on the Hana'a that we get from the excitement of seeing that the trees are about to produce fruit? In fact, in the bracha we explicitly refer to Hana'a. We say, Lehisna'os behen b'nei adam, but the exact nature of the bracha is somewhat, uh, is, is somewhat difficult to really put our finger on. And we'll discuss a little more about that in a minute or two. Now, when exactly is this bracha recited? So the Gemara is pretty clear that it is recited in Chodesh Nisan. That if a person goes out in Chodesh Nisan and he sees the trees, he says such a bracha. The Ritvan Rashana Daf writes that, Biyomi Nisan Lav Dafka. It doesn't have to be in Nisan per se. In Eretz Yisrael, Nisan is the time when trees begin to sprout. If you happen to live in a climate where trees do not begin to sprout in Nisan, so say the bracha when the trees do begin to sprout. If you happen to live in the uh, the, the, the southern hemisphere, so obviously everything's going to be uh, everything's going to be completely different. But the Ritva says you see it when the trees are in bloom. If you happen to have one outlier, most of the trees are not blooming, and you have one tree that's just uh, you know that, that, that's a yotze minaklal. The Ritva would say that's not enough. You would need a significant number of trees to be blooming, so when you see it, you recite the bracha. However, the chida in Birke Yosef in Simon Reish Chavav says that al-derech ha-emes and that's a very critical phrase when we talk about Birch Seilanos, the phrase al-derech ha-emes, whenever the Ramban uses it on the Torah, and whenever many of the poskim use it, it's not referring to halacha. Al-derech ha-emes is a way of saying Kabbalistically, that I'll be Kabbalah. In Birchas Ilanos, there are a lot of Hanhagos, there are a lot of uh, what you'll hear of as, 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 as requirements or Hakpados that people have that are not based on Halacha, but rather are based on Kabbalah. Birchas Ilanos is an excellent example 
of where you see the halacha and the Kabbalah intersect with each other. So the Chidar writes in Birke Yosef that al derech ha'emes, it has to be done only in Nisan, and he says v'chein ikar. And therefore today would be the last day to recite Birke Silanus. Today is the 30th day of Nisan. Tomorrow is already the first day of Iyar, and therefore according to the Chidar, it has to be done today. So many are mahadir to try to get it done in Nisan, because after all, the Gemara itself did mention Nisan, so maybe to be machmir, not like that Ritva, but to assume like the Chida. In fact, in the Sefer Pesach Enayim, the Chida quotes a Zohar that Neshamos that are not that didn't quite make it into Gan Eden are allowed in during Nisan and Tishrei, and the Zohar is mashma that in Nisan they're allowed in bizchus. So apparently, has some connection, Al Pikabala, to Chodesh Nisan in particular. Now, there are many strange Hanagos that we said uh, can be explained only Al Pikabala, and that really have nothing to do with the Halacha. For example, the Rambam seems to assume that uh, you have to, or at least some are medayik in the Rambam, that it's not enough to see a tree, you have to leave, you have to go out somewhere, you have to leave the city. After all, the Gemara says, Haiman did nothing. If a person leaves, the Rambam says, Hayotzei l'sados l'ginos, the Rambam writes in the 10th paragraph of the If you go out to the fields and the gardens, yeah, that's where you say, but you're just walking down your block in, uh, in, in Queens or the Five Towns or whatever in Tinek and you see a tree, that wouldn't be good enough. Similarly, the Gemara says, Haiman denafik biyomenisan, implying that you have to, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the Gemara says ilani, which is plural, trees. The Rambam also, ilanos. Well, why would you have to see many trees? Isn't one tree good enough? And similarly, in, uh, there, there are some that are knowing to say a parak of Tehillim after birchas ilanos. Rochaim Palaji says he's trying to be matbid to have ten people there when you say birchas ilanos, to have a minion. Why would you need a minion to say a bracha? Though all of these hanhagos are probably only explained alpi kabbalah. But the halacha doesn't require these particular hanhagos. Now it's an interesting question whether women are chayiv in birchas ilanos. Do we consider it to be a mitzvah saseh shahazman grama? Do we consider it to be a time-bound positive mitzvah? So one might say, well, yeah, it's got to be because it's, a, it's only when the, trees in the, when the trees are in season, when they, they, they bloom in season. So that's what we call a mitzvah saseh shahazman grama. So women would be potter. Ooh, if women are potter, are they allowed to volunteer it? Are they allowed to volunteer the bracha? So that l'chora would depend on the machloks mechaber whether women are allowed to say bracha and sukkah and lulav and shofar and all the other mitzvahs I say, shazman grama. But it may be even worse, because if you say that women are potter, you know, the Ramah writes, we should try to be machmir that women should not be mavdilos liatzman, that they shouldn't say havdalah for themselves. Because it could be that if they're potter from Abdallah, any mitzvah where the bracha itself is the mitzvah, Magen Avram explains in Reb Sadivav, where the bracha itself is the mitzvah, a woman's not allowed to volunteer the bracha, even according to the Ramah. It's, a woman's only allowed to volunteer the bracha if it's a bracha on a mitzvah that she's potter from. So she volunteers the mitzvah, maybe she can volunteer the bracha as well. But if the bracha is the mitzvah, it could be she's not allowed to. So it's very critical. If you say it's a mitzvah, shazman grama, it may turn out that a woman's not allowed to recite birch silanos. But if it's not a mitzvah, shazman grama, she's probably mechuyav to recite birch silanos. 
So Rav Tzipi Frank writes in the Tshuva that uh, it is probably not a mitzvah seishas mangrama. How could it possibly not be considered a mitzvah seishas mangrama? It seems textbook mitzvah seishas mangrama, says Rav Tzipi Frank. Uh, there are no dates within which you have to do birchas elanos. It's not that it has to be done sometime in Chodesh Nisan. We pass in La'alacha, it could be done like the Ritva says, anytime that you see a tree in bloom. It happens to be that trees bloom in season. So the Zman may cause the blooming, but the Zman is not what's Mechaev the Bracha, it's the blooming that's Mechaev the Bracha. It's just that the blooming normally goes on a, on, on a clock. It normally goes according to the Zman. This is similar to what the Turi Evan writes in Megillah on Daf Chaf. The Mishnah says that women are Chayiv in Bikurim, even though Bikurim is only Noeg from Shavuos until Chanukah. Whoa, that seems like Zman Grama. It's only Noeg certain times of the year. So says the Turi Evan, no, it's not Zman Grama. The reason it's only Noeg from Shavuos until Chanukah is because you're only Chayiv in Bikurim when the fruit is still when the fruit is still available out there in the fields it happens to be that's only true from Shavuos until Hanukkah but it's not the Zman that's Goreim it's the Metzius of the fruits that's Goreim you have such a similar idea in explaining the Ramban I think the Divrei Malkiel explains the Ramban this way about Sviras Omer Ramban Kiddush and David refers to Sviras HaOmer as a mitzvah say she'ein hazman grama, a non-time-bound mitzvah. How could you call Svir Zomer a non-time-bound mitzvah? So I think the way they explain, some say, no, different Melchiel says that it's a typo, that Samachai Ayin is what the Ramban wrote, and he didn't mean Svir Zomer, he meant Seder HaAvoda. So everyone made a mistake in the Ramban. But I think other Achronim explain that no, Svir Zomer is not based on the time, Svir Zomer is based on the Karban Omer. It just happens to be that you're only chayiv to bring the carbon omer when you hit the second day of Pesach. But, so the carbon omer is dependent on time. But Sirius Omer is not dependent on time, it's dependent on the carbon omer. You have such a similar discussion by Kiddush Levana, where the Kiddush Levana maybe is not a mitzvah shazman grama, because Kiddush Levana is not dependent on a time of the month, it depends on the appearance of the new moon, which happens to work on a clock, which happens to work based on the time. But again, all of these are examples of, of where we might apply this rule that something is not called Zman Grama when it's not really dependent on time, it's dependent on something which is dependent on time. So if, if we assume that way, then the Chara women should recite the Birchas Seilanos as well, and I think that's what we generally do, that's what we generally assume, that women also recite Birchas Seilanos. Now, um, is this bracha, what kind of trees is this bracha recited on? So uh, the Tshuva Salachos Kitanos is quoted by, uh, by the poskim that Ein levarich ela al ilane ma'achal. It's got to be a fruit-bearing tree because the nature of the bracha is to give shavach v'odah ta'kodesh baruch that he created such hana'a for us like the fruits. So we don't say this bracha on things that uh, we need. We only say this bracha on things, this bracha on things that, are, uh, that are luxuries like fruits which are sweet and delicious but aren't really necessary necessary to sustain to sustain life. And this is quoted by the Mishabura and many of the other Akronim. The Einayim Lemishpat quotes from the Ra'ah in Mesachas Brachos that uh, he says that this bracha is something that's balizman, that it's something that a person sees, Eitzim you see dry wood, and then all of a sudden comes back to life. So it's a bracha on the new season. Sounds like it's not really about fruits, it's about rebirth. It's about being uh, rejuven- rejuvenated in a, uh, in a new season. It's so much so that if Ravazan writes in the Tshuva, if you said the bracha on a non-fruit-bearing tree, don't say it again on a fruit-bearing tree because you might have been Yotze. 
meaning it might be that you yield say on a non-fruit bearing tree. But we try to be makbid, of course, to say it only on a, uh, on a fruit bearing tree. The tour says that once the fruits are already grown, it's no longer just the buds, then it's too late to say the bracha. Beis uh, Yosef quotes the Mordechai who disagrees. So this is, uh, Mr. Brewer quotes this Machlokas. So this is also something we try to be makbid about. We try to be makbid to only recite the bracha when the, fruit, the, the tree is budding, but no fruits have yet, have yet appeared. Um, there is a discussion also, if you've already seen the buds of a tree, and now you see it a second time. Can you say the bracha, if you didn't say it the first time, can you say a bracha when you see it the second time, or does it have to be that moment when you're first impressed by the, uh, by the sight of the, uh, of the tree? Um, now, that might depend on what the nature of the bracha is. If it's a birchah shavach v'odah, that you're praising HaKadosh Baruch that he's going to provide us with such delicious fruits, so it could be that you could say it the second time. But if it's a bracha on the season, meaning it's a bracha that, oh wow, look, fruits, uh, buds are starting to appear, well, then you'd have to say it when they're starting to appear, not the second time you see it, but the first time you realize that you have reached uh, that season. In fact, um, there's a further discussion you know, if, if it's about Hana'ah that you're going to get, that you can get Hana'ah from the fruit, and not just the Shavach that Hashem creates such beautiful things, and that Hashem gives rebirth and rejuvenation, but that it's about Hashem gives delicious fruits, so then it may be that you have to say it on a fruit tree, A, a fruit tree, obviously, but also a fruit tree that you can enjoy, that you can benefit from. Meaning, uh, let's take a few examples. What if it's a fruit tree that doesn't belong to me? belongs to someone else, and it's not Hefker. It would be stealing for me to take that fruit. So maybe that's off limits for me. Maybe I shouldn't say Dr. Silanus on that. So we don't assume that way. We assume that even if the tree is not yours, you recite, because it's going to produce fruit that are eaten. What if the fruit is something that I would never eat, even if it was offered to me? Forget about the Inimamnus. There are some people that are makbid that they don't eat certain fruits because they're worried about, uh, about bugs. You know, I went out with my uh, sister and brother-in-law once to a restaurant. I asked them which in Eretz Yisrael. I asked them which hashkacha they hold by. They said this hashkacha is good enough, and they uh, they saw that there were st- fresh strawberries on the menu for dessert. So they didn't eat anything. They wouldn't eat because there was fresh strawberries on the menu. I think if you try to order it, they won't even give it to you. They say, oh, we don't have it. But still, that that they would put fresh strawberries on the menu. They were so makpid that uh, that it's always buggy. So let's say. Let's say you're makbid about that. I don't know. Uh, and you, you hold that there's no way to wash a strawberry. So you're makbid about, uh, about that issue. So could you say birch lanos on a fruit that you would never eat? So, okay, that, that may depend on this issue. Rabbi Kiveger, to, to take it the next step, Rabbi Kiveger says, what if it's something that, it's not just a personal chumla, it's not just something that you wouldn't eat, it's something nobody's allowed to eat. It's arla. It's the first three years after a tree was planted. And there it's, so it's Arla. So uh, would you say Berch Silanos on that? Rabbi Kiveger is uh, Mesupuk about that. So again, that might depend on the nature of the bracha. What also might depend on the nature of the bracha, it might depend on something else, is whether one is allowed to say it on Shabbos and Yom Tov. The Kafachayim raises the issue, and the Kafachayim says that one may not say it on Shabbos or Yom Tov because you're going to be so excited about the fruit you're going to pull the fruit off the tree. Well, that might only be a concern if the bracha is about the fruit. But if the bracha is about rebirth, the season, and it's not really about the fruit, then there would be no such concern you're going to pull the fruit off the tree. It also might only be a concern if you hold that you're still allowed to say the bracha once the fruits are visible. 
But if you can't say the bracha, once the fruits are visible, by definition, you're saying it when there are no fruit. So there would be no concern that you're pulling the fruit off the tree. What they compare this to is the Gemara in Sukkot of Laman Zayin. The Gemara in Sukkot of Laman Zayin tells us that if you have a hadas uh, attached to the, to the ground, you're allowed to smell it. An esug mechubar, you're not allowed to smell on Shabbos, because a hadas, which is made for smell, we're not afraid that you're going to pull it from the ground. But an esrog, which is made to be eaten, we are afraid you're going to pull it from the ground. So that's the question over here. Here's a fruit tree, but it's not really fruits yet. So are we afraid that by saying the bracha, you might, uh, you might pull it out? So uh, some people are makvid, not saying on Shabbos. This fellow who asked me the question last night, my knee-jerk reaction, I didn't even think about it, I hadn't even done any of this research yet, was, uh, yeah, of course you can say it on Shabbos, why not? Why wouldn't you be able to say it on Shabbos? He said, really? Because uh, someone asked for Shachter and he said not to. I was like, okay, that, there I go running my mouth off again. I don't know what I'm talking about. So I went and uh, did a little bit of research, and uh, it turns out that it's at least a discussion. I think Ravad Yosef is makel about that issue, that you are allowed to say it on Shabbos. In the first volume of uh, Yechavadas, he has a couple of tshuvas about uh, Birch so I think he's makel on that issue. So that's a little bit about Birch